Welcome to the SE Harpack Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Back on deck, round two. Or Chris with me, mate. Chris, how are you? Very good, Matt. How are you, man? Very, very good, man. I'm excited to talk about this one because uh, this is one of my SE darlings from this year. We've got to talk about the North Queensland Cowboys, mate. Start me off. What's the first thought when you think about the 2023 Cowboys Supercoach season? 2023 Supercoach season. Well, there were some definite shining lights, you know, some names to throw in there. Definitely Scott Drinkwater, Val Holmes, but we'll get more into that. And there's a couple of players that we, you know, had a little bit of a four, you know, four from Grace, but we'll have a little chat in regards to that. But again, a lot of ups and a lot of downs, but I reckon I'd say more on the downside, in my opinion. Mate, I'm absolutely with you. I think there are two shining lights, two absolutely bright stars, and then there's a whole lot of bit of the eh. And a bit of a, oh, is this actually the end here? But let's start it, mate. Let's go into the goods. You obviously mentioned the two guys there, Drinky and Val. Two guys that we were high on coming into the season and two guys that absolutely delivered. Scott Drinkwater, an 83 average overall, absolutely insane. Seventh overall for scoring. He was drafted at pick 15. He had, an, he had a, a score of one against the Brisbane Broncos around two. Got suspended for four games. That's when I was able to draft him from your brother. And then... He starts going on one of the best runs we've seen. And, you know, it was percolating early, but I'll take you to round 12, Chris. Round 12, round 12 this little run here. 95, 117, 104, 95, 140, 173, 86, 122. So from round 12 to round 21, he averaged near on bang 130. for that. It was absolutely Oof. insane what he was doing. That... Was that Tommy Turbo numbers? <laughs> well, that's Tom Turbo numbers in a non-Oztag league like in 2020 or whatever it was. <laughs> I, that, that's shocking, mate. And I remember my brother drafting him. He was saying he was huge on Scott Drinkwater. I think he put took him on round one, I'm fairly certain, from memory. Yeah, and it was um, 11th overall, Scott Drinkwater. I laughed at his face. I laughed at him. I was like, mate, you are cooked. But And then all of a sudden, he sells him off. And then every day during that whole run at home with him, just yapping in my ear. I can't believe I sold him. I can't believe I sold him. I mean, what a surprise packet. Let's be real. Huge surprise packet. Look, I, I had him as a, as a round one pick, but I didn't think those heights, right? I thought, you know, around that 70, but he absolutely killed. And he was the vocal point of this uh, Cowboys attack. You know, they they started very slow this year, but from that run, he really orchestrated the amount of try assists and try creates. He was absolutely sensational. But Val Holmes, only played the 18 games. He was uh, draft pick number 13 overall. Finished at overall 58, but there was some absolutely, again, like drink water, quite a slow start. You look at the scores up until about round eight, uh, some on and off scores, but then he goes on this bit of a run. Let's go from round 11, 92, 52, 150, 91, 117, 93. These are the two type of guys that when they're on, they're absolutely on. And I think both guys will be high draft picks again heading into this season. Yeah, and Val Holmes is no, you know, he is definitely a sharpshooter. Great, great, you know, goal kicking. And you know that you're not going to lose too many points from, you know, did, from missing those sort of conversions. But great work, great. And he's definitely going to be a focal point for, for the for the tries, I guess. Yeah, when they go down that edge, you know, and Drinkwater's out the back. So, you know, Deedon's going directly into the line, Drinkwater out the back with them, Val Holmes on Tualungi on the edge. It's just one of those edges that really, for a defensive line, you know, all three, though, four of those guys I just mentioned have enough on the first step to beat you. So you're obviously on the back foot already going, I don't want to, I have to see which way he's going to go. Val Holmes, and he, the way he can come off his foot and just really that acceleration gets off the step is quite incredible. And that's why he gets so many tries out on that edge. 
But Scott Drinkwater this year, I, I will let's before we move on to the next category, Scott Drinkwater. I said this in one of the previous podcasts. Fullback was one of these positions this year. There were so many options. And, you know, I think back to classic, you know, you had Turbo, you had Teddy, you had Latrell, all these type of guys that were the guys we thought would be number one, but just never really hit their strides. You had Reese Walsh, who came in, had a couple of up and downs, but mainly up. Drinkwater is one of these guys, really from about round 10, just the consistent performer who you knew what you were going to get. And it was, um, like you said, Early on, it was a bit of a shock for some that he went that early. But I think this year, there's no way he falls outside the first round. Yeah. And make sure you don't trade him for Tommy Turbo again, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Look, you know, it's going to come up. We got our uh, draft uh, review uh, with all the boys coming up soon. But um, yeah, my Turbo for Drinkwater and Munster trade. I thought it'd be a lot worse because Munster never really hit off the strides. Uh, but yeah, just Turbo for Drinky alone. You mentioned it to me. You got to overpay in our draft comp, unfortunately. And yeah, that was uh, quite the overpay. We'll go into the next category, mate. Before we get into the fails, because like you said, there's quite a few. I have three goods, um, guys that, you know, you're happy to own. So I'll go Tom Deere to number one. Yep. He was a guy that, you know, in that 5'8". It's such a tricky spot, 5'8", heading into next season. Um, you know, he ended up having a 58 average, 60 overall. You had to pick him, finish at 48. So you got your investment on return. There was a couple of huge scores in there. There was 179 against the Tigers. Absolutely forgot about that before we started doing this research. And 118 against the Panthers of all teams. Um, but yeah, th- there was quite a few low scores as well. So I think for where you picked him, you got your money back. Uh, but yeah, not too much past that. Yeah. I mean, fourth uh, overall in the 5-8 position. He's, he's It was pretty pretty good surprise packet. He sort of, I think he rode pretty well on the Scott Drinkwater train. But when Drinkwater wasn't on, he really had to sort of take that step up. But I think what he needs to really develop a bit more of is a little bit more leadership, particularly when Townsend is not there. Uh, this He can really make this team his own once you know Townsend takes that step down. But hey, he's, he's he's got the high going. I remember when he was at the Broncos, we were a bit worried about where he was going. There was a lot of wraps around him, but I think he's really settled into this team. The next guy I'll mention is your boy. So I actually didn't think he was a first grader coming into this year when he had his mid-season swap, but Semi Valame really showed that, especially when Kyle Fell end up, will end up retiring, played the nine games, a 65 average, there's a couple of tons in there. He looked really good when he was on the field. Yeah, I, I think, again, the one thing I always say on this podcast is I love a winger with a good work rate. His numbers, the amount of hit-up eights he's been receiving, oh, just happy with him. He won't be the ones to score the 20, 30, you know, happiness, but you, you'll definitely have the ones to score always the 40s and 50s. I think Balamay, you can pick him higher in your in your sort of draft and you'll be happy with what you get. And the other winger, uh, Murray Tualangi, so obviously a 52 average, 20 games played. Just someone, you know, he's on that, on that back line there. He's good for a try here and there representative forms really taking a step up as well. So he's just one of those guys that you can plug and play as your second or third CTW and you feel really confident about it. Yeah, it's a bummer that he's going to be in that sort of Maroons team. So just pick with caution. Uh, but again, it's, it's similar to, to Valame. I sort of doubled up on that, picking both wingers in my set of wings. And as soon as Cowboys were riding, I was happy. That's exactly right. So look, a lot of goods, obviously, you know, two of the top guys in the Supercoach season, Drinkwater and Vow, a couple of good guys there. But like you said, there was quite a few guys that either had an off season, didn't live up to the hype, or has fallen off a cliff. So let's just go around Robin here. Let's just go one for one. So you give me one, and I'll give you one. Who's your first one? First one uh, of the the downfall, is it? Yep. 
Oh, it hurts to say uh, Jason Tamalolo. Jason Ta. My God. It's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. When you look at it, 16 16 games played, uh, 43 average, highest score of a 69. And in that 69, um, you know, there were no, there was um, no real attacking stats. There was a one line break, sorry. Um, But yeah, just never really got off the ground, right? You look at his uh, average minutes per game. Hovering around that high 40s to low 50s in that range. I think we just have to, from a super coach perspective at least, it's a different stage of the career. You look at where he was drafted this year, 62 overall. So again, that's a very high, it's a round five, round six type of area, depending on what draft you're in. I just think, yeah, I think that the, the ship has sailed. I think if you pick him late as your third 2RF, mm-hmm. maybe. If he gets a jewel next year, you know, we might be looking at Jake Trevojevic from this year, a uh, low-end pick yeah. that could, you know, you can slot in both areas. But, yeah, I think from a super coach perspective, we had that huge run with him. I think it's time to let it go, unfortunately. Yeah. The concern is definitely, if you look at his stats, his tackle breaks, not even a single one in the double digits. And his offloads, what's that? Two in the whole year? Can you imagine Tamala throwing two offloads in a whole year? That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Look, I'll give you one next. Not a fall apart from a preseason hype perspective of where he ended up being drafted to where he finished. I'll go Reese Robson. Uh, finished the season with a 55. He was draft pick 22. That shocks me that he was a top two round pick uh, in most draft comps. Um, he finished with a, the end of the season with a 66 overall. He's a fifth hooker. But again, one of those guys that just wasn't really... The scores just weren't there. There was a couple of 30s, a couple of 40s. Um, yeah, never turned up once in the season. A bit shocked by that, but yeah, Reese Robson, I think the minutes were there, you know, a lot of 80 minute games, mm. but just never really the attacking options just weren't there for him. Yeah, for someone of his sort of caliber, you don't expect to be you know, low 40s, even like, you know, high 40s. You want at least minimum 50. You're drafting a hooker that high in that sort of position. Who else do you have there? Anyone else in the fails that stands out to you? Standout fails. Uh, let's take a look. Do we say your boy Nanai? I'm not too sure, bro. I think we do. do. We? Okay. I think we do only because the 13 games played. I mm-hmm. think that's a very, you know, he was drafted as the 42 player overall. He finished the season at 209, obviously 57 average. But again, there was quite a few games in there where uh, he was stacking up some tries. Uh, you look at the four highest scores that he had, all with a try, and the scores that he didn't have a try 27, 41, 31, 36. There was an 84 with no try, so I'll give him that, but then 36 and 40. So just like we said, when when he's not scoring tries, you're looking at about a 35-point scoring 2RF, which for that high of a draft pick, you know, you could have had guys like Maddo, you could have had guys like uh, Hopgood, these other guys that will be overpassing this year. I think he'll have a bit of a downturn. I'll give you another one, similar thing, where you drafted and where he finished. I was so high on Ruben Cod before the season. Uh, mm. He was the average uh, pick 45 overall, 120 overall. He finished with a 53 average. He was the 15th front row forward. That shocks me. I thought he was a ring in for, um, you know, when he got the jewel this year, because I think last year he was 2RF hooker. Uh, and this yeah. year he was only front row forward. So obviously a bit of value lost, but I'm thinking that front row forward, you could just lock him in and you can, you know, get your 55 to 60. But yeah, it just never happened. I traded him away and I, you know, I wasn't too concerned. Didn't turn up once. There was a couple of uh, 20s and 30s in there. So yeah, someone who I think will be a lot, the draft stock will take a hit next year. 
Uh, but mm. I think there will be some value potentially, uh, but not so high like this year. Yeah, definitely. I'll round out with two more guys here before we do uh, get the 2024 thought. So I think um, Luki slash uh, Leilua, we didn't know who was going to get that edge spot when they were both healthy. They both played 13 games. Leilua had a 53 average. Luki with a 46 average. It was an injury affected score there. So not much clarity heading into next year. We'll have to see what happens in the preseason and out of camp. But one of those guys will be effective for Supercoach. We've got to know who that is before we make that draft selection. And the other guy, um, you know, when I think about the Cowboys team and who could have come in and taken some minutes and taken some options, I really thought this would be the Griffin Neem. Um, yeah, I was really high on him as one of those real smokies. Finished the season with a 42 average, so off the bench, not too bad. But I've, I really thought by the end of this year, he would be kind of starting on an edge or through the middle and getting some bulk minutes. But yeah, again, one of those ones we'll have to look into training camp to see what happens. But just didn't really click and didn't really um, materialize there. Yeah, absolutely. 2024 thought, mate, and hope. Obviously, I think the two guys that we spoke about, Drinkwater and Val, will be there again next year. I think regardless of how this how, how this Cowboys team go, they will be there. Do we think that they're going to have a bit of an upturn this year? Do you think it's a bit of the same as this year? What are your thoughts here for the Cowboys? Uh, I think the 20, 2023, they did sort of experience that high. So they do know what it's like to sort of stay up there. Now I think it's about a season of just keeping up there and not having any sort of downfall. I think if they really work out their sort of forward rotation, that would work out really good. Because I think, for example, like we said, Tamalola going from such a high to this and just seeing how the Cowboys sort of their season went downhill. I think if they can use him in a much better way, to really unlock the rest of the team, I think that would be the sort of path I'd go. But hey, if you draft out Scott, um, drink water, Val Holmes, that's it. Just just sit back and relax, I guess. Yeah, for me, um, great point to end it on. I can see myself owning both of those players. Other than that, maybe a did and laid on if he falls. Maybe one of the two RFs late. But there's not much from a super coach right now. I, I need to see how this team, if there's any offseason signings, how the team goes. Uh, but yeah, one to watch. But mate, you've said, you've come on, you've said it all. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yep, really happy to be on again. No worries. And thank you everyone for listening. Get on the socials at the SE Halfback. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.